listening to 30 on Broadway, Talking Blue Shirts, on the Face Off Hockey Network. Zibanejad. Zibanejad across to Panarin. Panarin controlling, feeds Fox. Now Panarin moves in. He shoots. He scores! He scores! Rangers! Rangers! Rangers win! Alright, so before before we get going, now oh, first come off. come on. No, first off, that call was phenomenal. Big Great fan. Call. Great call. Big Another fan. One. Another one on okay. the mantle. Okay. But I have a little impression, Chris, uh, that, I, that I've been working impression? on. The yes, that I've, been wor- that I've been working on. And I want you to tell me who it is. Okay, you ready? Oh, boy. All right, you ready? Let me get into character here. <laughs> the NHL, they, they hate the Penguins. They hate Sid. Leave Sydney alone. They hate us. They hate us. They don't want us to succeed. It's not fair. It's not fair. We did a one. That's not right. It's not fair. Now. All right. I got two things. Who was I? Are you uh, are you that Britney chick? <laughs> Leave Sydney alone. Are you are you channeling? Are you saying that Penguin fans are that viral video? I don't know. Was that a guy? I, I did. Yeah. I think, uh, yes, I I believe so. I, I believe so. Regardless, it's it's it doesn't matter. But um, are you that person as the Pittsburgh Penguins fan? Close. You're on Close. the right. You're on the right track. What are you, Mike Sullivan? The, now you're going a little bit further away. I'll give you a hint. I oh, heard Paul Pissonette. Bingo! There we go. We got it. Hey! I I, I was. How much money do you think Biz Nasty put on the Leafs and the Penguins series? Enough to make him bitch about it. I mean, did he bet a house? I mean, but look, I, I look. I mean, wow. it, was a, it, was, it was a combination of Biz and Penguin fans and Mike Sullivan and, you know, every Dave Damashek and, like, everybody from Penguin's Twitter. Because, oh, my God. Y'all sound like a bunch of little bitches. Look, it, did, the, did the Penguins outplay the Rangers in this series? Absolutely. Should the, Penguins, should the Penguins have won this series? Absolutely. But here's the thing. Instead of bitching and moaning that the NHL, that the Rodriguez penalty that gave the Rangers life, biz, where How many times have you seen that get called, though? The, the retaliation on Lindgren. Did Lindgren cross-check him? Absolutely. Did Rodriguez retaliate like, an, like a little bitch? Absolutely. And they always get the second one. So... They always so, do. They will. That, that, that's and that's known. So and here's the other thing. You know, nobody told you guys to give up leads in three straight games when you had a chance to close the Rangers out. They did that themselves. 
They shot themselves in the foot. They lost the series. When you're up three games to one and you have three chances to close the series out and you have leads in all three games, you should win one of them. Okay? Stop whining. Stop it. Get some help. Also, I don't want to hear Biz or any other Penguin fan or any other member of Penguin Media say that the NHL has it out to get the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Pittsburgh Penguins are Gary Bettman's original Arizona Coyotes. He literally bent over backwards to save that franchise and keep them in Pittsburgh when the thought of, oh, my God, moving to Kansas City. Well, we can't do that. Time to rig the lottery so they get Sidney Crosby. Oh, but the Penguins, but the NHL, they, they, they let Jacob Truba kill Sidney Crosby. He murdered him. Yeah, okay. I saw Scott Stevens do worse and get away with it. If he really seen, wanted to. Right, I've, we, seen Tom, I've literally seen Tom Wilson smash another player's head into the ice and get no suspension. That's hockey, Susan. Stop whining, you bunch of bitches. You lost. Take it like it. a man. You blew it. You blew it. You choked. The man who said it best. 2012. 2012. It's a cheap, dirty hit. It's just, I wonder what would happen if we did it to their two whining stars over there. I wonder what would happen. So I'm anxious to see what happens with the league with this. Just no respect amongst players. None. It's sickening. Why do you think that happens, a play like that? Ask the guy who did it. Ask him. It's one of the most arrogant organizations in the league. They whine about this stuff all the time, and look what happens. Is there any preliminary report on Stefan? I haven't talked to Rammer. It's ridiculous. But they'll whine about something else over there, won't they? Starting with their two stars. Evergreen. 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 That is a poverty franchise. The Pittsburgh Penguins are a legitimate poverty franchise. They had the only reason why Mario Lemieux owns the team is because when he was playing, they couldn't afford his salary. So they had to give him stakes in ownership. Right. Joke. Pathetic franchise. Really. Hey, in four years, five years, it'll be back to the same old Penguins. Yeah. When, when Sid and Gino and Latang are gone and Gensel's gone, you know what? I want to see their attendance being the shitter. But, you know, they'll, they'll always come back to Igor, Igor. Yeah. You know what Igor did? This. And crazy, you know, nobody can see it, just you. But yeah. Igor, Igor. I can barely see it because you're like in the, the shadows. <laughs> That's right, because I am the Dark Knight. Oh, my God. All right. Hey, so, you can't knock it. Every time I watch the Dark Knight before the game, before games five, six, and seven, what happened? Well, you better not stop now. I, I cannot stop now. You it's, can't it's... stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. That's right. I mean, listen. Last week, you know, last week's podcast was a little, this is one of those things. This is where, like, we really probably need to be recording, like, twice a week right now because, um, you know, last time we talked, the Rangers obviously got pushed through the brink. They were down three games to one. And they had which, shown shit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, minus the kid line, and at that point, Keandre Miller, they 
to quote Tortorella again, sucked from head to toe. Um, thankfully, thankfully, something that has been a very key, and, and I say this key, probably one of the most important things about this team. One of the key characteristics of this team is that they never, or I could maybe count on half of my hand, the amount of times where they are actually out of a game. It's not that they just came back from 3-1 in the series and won it. But they were down. They were losing in every game that they came back and pulled it out. And, you know, outside of last night's thriller, multiple goals coming back. You know, two goal deficits. Um, so that, that's one of the big key things about this team is regardless of how bad it looked, they are never out of the game. Even game three where it, you know, where the first game where Shesty got pulled, yep. gave up four in the first, Rangers are down four to one. They stormed back in the second period to tie the game. They lost, but they they battled back. But it but it was at that, you know, and that's and that's kind of why like I know we went through you know, we talked about them playing like the pre-deadline Rangers, which wasn't good. You know, Nemeth, who ironically hasn't been in the lineup, and the team has been a lot better. Mika Zibanejad, who went absolutely off in game six and seven, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, after all that, I still, I know you and our guest Brian were like, we're dead. This is dead. We're dead. It, and it I was, kept saying it was it was more the Rangers had to show me something. Yeah. But I when you give up when you seven. give up when you give up fourteen goals in two games, that's not too inspiring. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a it's a it's a kick to the nuts. It's a kick to the nuts, no doubt. But when you see this team do what they do, night in and night out, and I just you know, I, I had this feeling like I said last night. For the first time in a very long time, in a game seven, I wasn't nervous. Like, I had no nerves. I've had, in the, I mean, and I don't like, what the hell does it matter? It's not like you're playing, but, like, still, as a fan, like, you get, you know, the emotional attachment and the anxiety and the thrill of everything. Well, you really, you engulf yourself and you become part of, you know, you, you know, it's like the, it's like the, the funniest thing was to me was last night was you and I, we, we were on Xbox, so we, we were talking and we were watching the game together. We're talking, whatever. Overtime comes. Yeah. I didn't say a word, Chris, right? Did, did I not? I didn't say a word until after the to. whistle. No, no, but until after the whistle, you kept trying to talk and, like, see if, like, where am I at? And I'm just like, I'm not answering. I got so locked in, I wouldn't say a word. And then the only thing you heard from me was when I clapped when they oh, called the penalty. No, no, when they called the penalty on McGinn oh, that's in right. overtime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I had I, a 10 second delay. And I would, I, I did not say a word for the first four and a half minutes of overtime. And I'm like, what happened? Like, what's coming? Like, I know something's coming. 
And then I saw Keandre breaking in. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm like, no, there's, there's no way he scores here. I was like, you would have yeah, went nuts. I and then and I'm well, like, he got a penalty then, shot. But like, he got a penalty and shot. And they they obviously went for the power play. And um, then, but what happened when Panarin scored? Yeah, when Panarin scored, I knew it. I knew we won because this guy freaking woke up the entire town of Georgetown, Delaware. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my God. And, like, it was like a sense of relief for me because the power play had been so inept. And I was actually like, no, Jesus, I don't want the freaking power play. Give him the penalty shot. I Like, because Keandre on a penalty shot, I would have signed up for that 10 times over 10. After what we've seen him do in the shootouts and just his ability as an offensive defenseman. Dude, um, when, when Panera buried that, I went ballistic. And, and I saw, and the funny thing is, is I tweeted out on the 30 on Broadway because Panera had been catching a lot of shit, and, and rightfully so for the game. And by me, I, I, I threw And you, were, threw you were, you were grilling him hard. And look, Panera, like he, he had what, like a point per game in the series? But it didn't feel that way. But it was weird, and it's kind of like his season. His season's been like he had a great. When you look back at it, he had a great year. But I think that's where a lot of things like where you 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 can't just look at the one thing. It's the stuff that was happening away from the puck. It was the stuff that was happening with driving the offense, driving the rush. You know, the giveaways, things like that he had a rough game, and for thankfully, he just decided to shoot the damn puck. And First that, puck had, no, that puck should have never went in. I mean, I don't know what Chris Letang was doing there in front of in front of Jari. I have no idea. It was one of the worst defensive coverages I've I've seen. It, it, to to be double screened by your own players and then to have your player jump to jump out of the way and end up screening you and the puck goes right by him. I mean, that's that's a brutal. That's a tough pill to swallow. But I hear the screams. I had tweeted out, I said, you know what, kind of like I did the other night with Kreider when I said Kreider's going to net a power play goal here, and he ended up freaking getting it. I said Panarin's I, – I said Panarin's going to – I don't remember what it was. I was like, Panarin's going to end it, or Panarin's going to get it. You, you said – you literally said it's going to be Panarin. It has yeah. to be Panarin. And I was like, and he needs it. He needs it. It's important. He needs it. He needs something to break, and sure as shit, there it goes. And, like, you start screaming, and I'm – I see Panarin circle. At that point, that was when Panarin circled off the boards and didn't shoot. And I was like, all right, he, does he shoot or does he tee it up to, I think, what was it, Fox on the other point? For the one-timer, I'm like, all right. And then I see him step walk in, and I'm like, oh, my God. And, of course, the rest is, you know, history. But yeah, Chris didn't hear from me for about five minutes because I ran and did a victory lap. Oh, he was screaming. I'm sitting here, uh, and I don't know if it was the medicine or what because I feel like crap. I'm sitting there like I actually started freaking crying. I was so damn happy. But I think a big part of that is I, even though it went to overtime, I feel like this team, and I still do, and we talked about this when we had Jake Hahn on, and, you know, Jake asked us, Jake kind of did the role reversal, and asked us how we felt about the team and what we felt could happen. This team can be and is special. And I did not want this season to end, especially to Pittsburgh, because I hate Pittsburgh. The level of disrespect that I have for Pittsburgh is so ridiculous that I probably put it right up there with the Islanders. 
the, the I, I have zero respect for that franchise because I don't think they do things the right way. Going back to what you said, I think Sidney Crosby came into the NHL and he was one of the biggest whiny little brats on the ice. It was it was embarrassing. And the stuff that he does and the stuff that that franchise does, those players and their coach, and their coach, as great of a coach as Mike Sullivan is. Mike Sullivan I, is the I, best I, coach in the NHL. I like Sully. I do. He's the I, best I, coach I lo- in the NHL. But the amount of shit that he rips to the refs, that he gives the refs and rides the refs, and Crosby rides the freaking refs, it is embarrassing to me. It's embarrassing. Because the stuff like... Um, God, I can't remember the penalty that Sullivan went ballistic. I think it was. I think it was. Gens- it was either Gensel or Russ. It was, it was in Game Five. It was Gensel. It was Gensel uh, getting called for that incident with Lindgren. Yeah, and he's flipping out, going ballistic. And I think Strawman got the visor call in that game too. Yeah, was that Game Five where he got the penalty for pulling for grabbing the visor? I yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think yeah. it was five. But, like, Sullivan is basically berating the ref on something that it wasn't even a marginal call. And that's my problem that I have with that franchise is that, like, even the stuff that's that's blatant, it's like the, the, they, the prima donnas and the screaming the, and the whining. It's the sense of entitlement. It's, but you yeah, know what? It's the NHL. The NHL's fault. They allowed they get it. it. They allowed they, it. They fostered that self-righteousness and sense of entitlement to the Penguins and their fans, because for years that franchise could do no wrong, and it's all be, it all goes back to what I said. It goes back to to Gary deep throating Mario, since Mario was a player and then in ownership. It goes back to it, it, then it goes back to rigging the draft so they could get Sid, and it's just it, it is yeah. But I mean then, that's and that's the, that's not like it's the first time that's happened for this franchise. It's just it's it's like, embarrassing. Like you, you go back. You talk about Mario with the ownership stakes, but how about when they brought Mario and Yager? It's like the, it's like history repeated itself. But yeah, I, it's, it's just it's... I I just to me, Sidney Crosby is one of the greatest NHL players ever. There's no you can't you can't this you can't you can't debate that. He is also the biggest bitch in NHL history. But he is one of to me as an as being one of the greatest. And as an ambassador, and the fact that you constantly see it on TV, even it's even worse in person. The constant of him just riding the refs and bitching and crying and whining about everything, and it's not as bad as it used to be. Obviously, when he first got into the NHL, it was horrendous. I mean, I inv- I invented, not really invented, but I coined the Sidney Crosby school of diving. That was a running joke back on our old podcast network. We used to joke about him, PK Subban. We used to say, "Oh, PK Subban is now the newest, you know, newest uh, valedictorian of the Sydney Sydney Crosby School of Diving." I mean, we used to laugh about it all the time because it was pathetic, and it's obviously not as bad as it is now. But even the other night, when he got when he got allegedly high sticked in the face, and I never yeah. saw a visor, it, it literally hit his visor, and he literally snapped back like. He probably kind of hurt himself on that play with the way that he snapped his head back. And it's just the nonsense that that franchise gets away with, to me, is an embarrassment to the NHL. And I I love the fact that we put them out, that we put them out, because it's just 
Nah, man, you didn't know? The series was handed to us by the officials. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. That That's the – but, by the way, I will say this. There is history made in this series by the Rangers, and one of it is the New York Rangers are the first ever franchise to have to win five games in a best-of-seven series to advance. It's amazing. It's, it's unbelievable. And they are, they are the first team in NHL history, I think, to come back in all elimination games down 3-1 and then win the series. Yep, but and also come back in those games. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Well, yeah, but the way you worded it was. Oh yeah, no, not that they were the first three-one team because that's not how the Rangers did it themselves before. But they're the first team in NHL history that has won their elimination games while trailing in the physical games themselves. Come back and win those games and then win the series. And, And like I said, I went into Game Seven and I was optimistic. I, I felt that, you know, I know Louis Domingue gave up an absolutely atrocious goal to lose game six. But you know what? Louis Domingue is basically a step above an e-bug goalie. Okay? Louis Domingue is more popular and more well-known for his chef skills than he is as a goalie. All right? He's a career but journeyman. Got He's a, credit a third Louis stringer Domingue. at most. Okay? But you know what? He gave you a chance to still win the series. Yep. Because... A lot of it was our top six kind of made it easy. But you know what? Hey, our backup came in and gave up a bad goal. All right? I mean, it happens. You can't expect them to stand on their heads for everything. And you can't expect them to steal a game for you. Your your your, your backup or third string, should not, you should not need them to. If you're having to rely on them to steal games for you, you got problems. You're in big trouble. So going to Tristan Jari, cold, who postseason historically not good. I thought the Rangers needed to come out in game seven, and I was like, they need to come out, they need to come out early and fast and hard. And they kind of did. And then they just turned it off. And that's where I started to get kind of scared because it was like, here we are. Zabanajad is winning every freaking faceoff you could imagine. When the hell was the last time we said that? I don't remember. I know he did, but I don't remember seeing him lose a face-off draw to Crosby, of all players. Um, but, again, it was, here's the kid line, and here's the fourth line causing havoc. Where Tyler is Mott. the top six? Tyler Mott, man. It's been money. It's been money. I mean, he was in game seven. Wow. Money. Wow. I can't say enough good things about Tyler Mott. Yeah, and, you know, Mika Zibanejad, who needed game six. Raised his game. Raised his game. Had a phenomenal final two games. What, seven points? I think in the last two games. Or something. That sounds about, that sounds about some right. Some certain number. Um, Kreider, you know, he's kind of like there and not there. A lot of the times, and we were talking he, about this last night. He reverted back to the old Chris Kreider. We were, we were talking Wait. about how he wasn't doing that, like, consistent in front of the net like on the play on the play where the puck came straight to him through the crease shoot the puck all all season you would have saw that not even him having to shoot it but a redirect and he held on to it he hesitated and it was like whoa wait a minute that's not the crier that we've really been seeing this year like that's so it was like you're kind of getting like a little bit of like red flags you're like oh jesus but in the end they showed up when they needed to 
the kids got them there, and the, the big guys finished the job. And Igor made stellar saves, and it was just it was a fantastic game. I can't be happier for Igor because nothing better lo- to build the confidence. He lost his game in games three and four. He did. And early in game five, he was rattled. And game six, too, to a certain extent. But he battled back. He showed mental toughness, a lot of mental toughness. I know a lot of goalies who, if they had the games three and four that Igor had, they would have been done. You're done. You're done. Like, like look, I have a lot of respect for him, but you remember Marc-Andre Fleury after they won their first cup for a couple years? Flurry used to have those kinds of games, and it was over. It's hard. It's hard as a goalie. I mean, not to be sound stupid, but I mean, myself as a goalie, you know, when I played goalie, and you give up a couple, it's hard to bounce back from it, regardless of whatever level you're playing at. It's a hard mindset to just be like, all right, it didn't happen, and move on. So that tells you how special of a player he is that he's able to have that in the playoffs and then come into a game seven and pull off the game seven victory. And by the way, that game shouldn't have went to overtime. Um, just to, just to point out the Jake Gensel goal was not a goal. It was a high stick. Well, I think the problem to me was it was, it was again, 50, 50. So, which is ironic because, the Penguins fans bitching and crying, yet they got all the benefit of calls the whole series. They won every single 50-50, every single review they got. Yeah. I think the problem was, was, and, I, issue, and I don't remember, I don't remember who it was that explained it. It might have been, it might have been, um, it might have been Eddie O, who I think hates the Rangers, even though he won a cup with the Rangers. But I always get that vibe, like that he hates the Rangers. It just always kind of comes off like that. And I could be talking out of my ass, but um, he had mentioned that the angle where they show, which is Gensel's back, which was the closest forward, like, ice level view, it looks like it's a high stick, but it looks like it's right on the line of the crossbar. And because of Igor's glove being above the crossbar, it wasn't conclusive enough. Now, whether that's... that still, that. See that last part of what you said is why I think it wasn't why I think it was called a goal. And, there and was no conclusive video evidence to overturn the original call on the ice of a goal. The stick was high, but I think the problem was they couldn't exactly pinpoint because of the position of the stick, because of the crossbar, and because of Igor's glove, they couldn't exactly see like, hey, yep, we've got a clear shot of it. Um, and I know they said if it's crossbar level or below, or if it's at least if it's even with the crossbar, they're calling it a goal. So when I saw the play, I was like, because they kept showing the side angle and the side angle, it's high stick clear as day. And then they show the overhead and you can't tell shit from the overhead, but then they show like another and then they finally show the back angle and it's like, oh boy, it's like, oh man. So you got three out of the four that were 50 fifties that probably could have been no's obviously the one that that Igor gave up with the puck jammed in the net that was clearly a goal and they showed that when they finally showed the, the the clip you could see the front clip where you could see the puck was clearly in but I just it's amazing like just quit your bitching 
quit your bitching and go home and disappear until next season and, you know, whatever. Um, well, here's an idea. Just don't blow a 3-1 series lead. Yeah, again. I, you know. You and know. by the way, I do find it funny. Penguins fans were saying, yeah, well, the only way the Rangers could beat the Penguins and come back in a 3-1 series is if Sid wasn't playing. Yeah, yeah. you guys, you guys really forgot 13-14, huh? Yeah, they, they forgot. You know, they forgot who they used to employ. The multiple but, players that they used to employ, not just Matt Cook. But, I mean, Jeff Carter uh, himself. He yeah, and then, in the and, and then last night with the the knee on knee on Mika. Yeah, I mean, thankfully the knee on knee led with the stick. Thankfully, but like, yeah, I mean, he never even went to play the puck. He went straight at Mika's knees. Like, come on. Which tells me, you know, whatever, you know, if look, if I was gonna believe that the contact with Shesterkin was incidental, it went right out the window with what he did to Mika. But listen, even that, okay. Speaking on goalie terms, as a goalie. All these people are flipping out and saying that Igor stuck his leg out or Igor, you know, extended or went for the contact. You you can't turn on a dime as a goalie. The skates are different. The blade is different on the skates. And your body stance, obviously, because you got freaking pillows on your legs, you can't just, like, turn on a dime. And typically, if you try to take a sharp turn to the net, what's the first thing you do? Like, even though you're sitting down. If you go to stick your right leg out as fast as you can one way, your other leg kind of comes back a little bit. It's called, like, balance. It's called your body, like, balancing itself. You know? It's like when you hold something really heavy in one side of your arm, in one hand, like in your left hand, you hold something really heavy, and then all of a sudden your right arm starts to pull back a little bit because you're trying to kind of, like, balance yourself out. It's like kind of normal. That doesn't happen. No, that's not real life. You know? normal body physics, but no, Igor purposely stuck his own leg out to tear his own leg up to, for what, like, come on. All right, come on. That but, doesn't right. sound logical The series is over. Fuck the Penguins. Pieces of shit. They're done. Goodbye. Hope you never win another cup. Enjoy the three that you have. Enjoy them. You want well, them? Five. 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 No, three that they got with Sid. Uh, all right. Three that you got on this saving from Gary Bettman. Two on the other saving from well, that, the NHL. The, the other two were pre-Bettman. I know they were pre-Bettman, but they still got saved by the the, the Mario draft. They did. They were yeah. going to fold before Mario. Yeah. So, all right. So, again, I rest my case. Um, now, it's on to Carolina because Boston couldn't finish the job. So, now we get the Carolina Hurricanes. You mean the Hur- Carolina Horror Rangers. Her, her Rangers. I mean, but, you know, now you can't buy a ticket unless, you know, don't don't try to buy tickets unless you have yeah, a you Carolina. See, you see what the Tampa Bay Lightning started? This was yeah. all the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is all Tampa's fault. These out-of-market NHL franchises. Ridiculous. They should just embrace what Vegas has done. Vegas doesn't care. Vegas is like, just come spend your money. That's Vegas why during the Stanley like, Cup final, it was mostly Washington Capital fans in the building. Vegas is like, we know we're a transient state. Yeah, I so. mean, you got to embrace embrace it. Um, but now we're on to Carolina. Look, Carolina is a great hockey team. Arguably, probably the best team. Like, again, when we talked with Jay Khan, I, I, I sat there and I said, you know what? I'm not sold on Florida. 
after what Florida did with Washington, still not sold on them. You know, Carolina got taken to seven games by the Boston Bruins, and the Boston Bruins don't have near the depth that the Rangers have. Nowhere near the depth. The big importance to me, this series is going to ride or die on special teams. We cannot take penalties in this series. Like, you you can't. You cannot go in the box. There is no going. You got to channel. You got to channel Jamie Benn. There is no going down. No going down on the box. All right? Not happening. Okay? You can't do it. Because this team can't freaking torch you. All right? Even though the Boston Bruins did a terrific job against the Carolina Hurricanes, they did. They held the Carolina Hurricanes to 13%. All right? You still don't want to poke that bear. I don't want to poke that bear. When you see the Especially structure, when the Rangers' power penalty kill themselves was not very good. When you see the structure that the Penguins played with and how they were able to hem the Rangers into the zone and not let the Rangers get out, Carolina is even better at that. They the are. Rangers, but the that's Rangers, why I say this is where special teams is going to become vitally well, important. Spe- special teams, and it's also the Rangers here – Look, they cannot afford to wait for Artemi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad, and Chris Kreider to make late series appearances. They got to be going from jump on Wednesday night. Yeah. Because if not, this is going to be a short series. And look, it still could be a short series even if the Rangers' top guns show up. See, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not sitting here... I'm not sitting here jumping all over Carolina. I'm really not. And the reason why I'm not is because I'm I'm just I'm not sold on them overall. I really I'm really yeah, I, I really aren't. I think you get from regular season to postseason, it's a whole different animal. They almost got eliminated by the Boston Bruins. Okay? If the Bruins had any ounce of depth in their bottom six any ounce of like sustainable depth, not like a Nick Felino, they beat Carolina. They knock out Carolina. Right? Same could be said like with Washington and Florida. Washington could have won that series. Like these series could have flipped and flopped. Tampa, Toronto, as much as we love, I mean, I, dude, I laughed for a half hour hysterically over the fact that Toronto got bounced out again. But you gotta, you can't, you can't sit there and be like, "Oh, they got embarrassed," because they went toe to toe. It was a, a hard series. That was about as dead even of a series as you could have had. That was probably the most even series that we saw, game in and game out. Even though we had so many that went to seven, that was probably the most even. To me, the big keys. Here's your keys to Carolina. Here are your keys to the Rangers winning in six. I'm waiting for your Taco Bell take. I am. I'm saying Rangers in six. Okay. Mika, Panarin, Kreider, 
need to be going from the get-go, like you said. The kid line, just keep doing what you're doing, baby. The kid line is unbelievably phenomenal. All right? That's take number two. That's two. Three, Igor. Game seven. Just keep it going. Build off of it. Keep rolling. Power play. You get the opportunities, you bury them. Carolina's leaky. All right? Auntie Rata. I love Auntie Rata. I think Auntie Rata is kind of an underrated goalie, but he's made of glass. He's already gotten hurt, I think, twice in this postseason. They got to get to him. They got to make it difficult for him because Auntie Rata is really a 1B. He's not a true backup. He's a 1B. Think about this. Auntie Rata and Darcy Kemper carried the Arizona Coyotes, a team that couldn't score anything, carried them into the playoff bubble the first COVID year. All right? Auntie Rata is a solid goaltender, but they've got to come at him. they got to come at from all angles. All right? Gerard Gallant has got to be better with the in-game adjustments if they need them. He did it finally. He's done it twice now. He did it in game six, and he did it in game seven. But it's like, buddy, you're almost waiting until the last minute. When you see stuff's not rolling, like Strom, Cop, and Panarin were no bueno, you got to mix it up. You got the kid line. You can't go into a game like we've done and have the kid line rolling and the fourth line doing what you need them to do and then just kind of hoping that the top six wakes up at some point, which they luckily have. If that's the case, you you need to make those adjustments because you've got arguably, well, I wouldn't even say arguably, the second best coach in the NHL and Rod Rindamore now. And you've got an exponentially better team on the other side of the ice. That being said, that being said, I think this Ranger team can get under Carolina's skin. I think they've got a couple of schmucks on that team that can do stuff stupid. And the Rangers just got to keep their cool, stay out of the box, make life hard on the defense for Carolina, and just come at them. They need to come at the Carolina Hurricanes like they did when they opened the series against Pittsburgh. And if you could find a way to do that, and my last thing, shore up the defense. Jesus, please, Adam Fox, rest up for two days. He's got to be better. They do that. There's a lot of things I'm saying. It's Rangers and six. Book it. Again, I'm not nearly as optimistic as Chris is on That's this That's fine. One. You were an optimistic last so Look what happened. I, I, I just... All I do not... Rangers and seven. Rangers and seven. I, I just... I don't think this is a good matchup for the Rangers. I, I just... I don't like this matchup. The only advantage the Rangers really have here is goaltending. And you're asking a lot of a, a goalie. that hasn't been good defensively. Yeah, but again, the only way that matters is if the Rangers' big guns make that matter. I mean, the, the Rangers are going to have – got to be better here five on five. 
they have to. No, they do. They do. If the Rangers aren't good here, five on five, it won't it won't mean a thing because Carolina is going to own the puck. Carolina will hold on to the puck, and they will make the Rangers look stupid. So, it, it, this is going to be this is going to be one of those series where Gallant needs to have them ready to play from the outset. And I misspoke. Because, Carolina defensively is not. Carolina defensively has actually been really good. Yeah. <clears throat> the only team better than them, the only teams better, well, Calgary gets the benefit because they played Dallas. Colorado, yeah, they played Nashville. That wasn't even a competition. The Oilers and the Blues are the only two teams that had better. But, again, there's a lot of variables that need to go into play for the Rangers to, to pull this out. But I don't, I, I don't hesitate on it. I'm not reserved on it. The Rangers can pull this out. If they do, and I know I'm basically asking for them to be perfect, but hey, it's the second round of the playoffs. You got to get close to damn near perfect because if you're going to get to the conference final and you're going to probably play Tampa, you got to be perfect going into that series. Or you got to hope if you can get past Carolina, you got to hope that Tampa went through a grueling first round with Toronto. You know, this series with Florida is going to be ridiculous. I mean, this series, Florida, Tampa, Calgary, Edmonton are going to be the two series that are like, holy crap. I mean, you want to talk about cocaine fest. Those two series are probably going to be off the wall. Don't say yourself short on Rangers Canes. I think there's going to be plenty of juice in that series. And it could, yeah. And this one could very well. This one could very well as well. But my thing is. You got to take care of it. You got to you got to get your game as close to as perfect as you can be going into because if you're going to get Tampa, you better back-to-back champions. I don't care. You got to be damn near perfect if not perfect and get that one done. If you want to go to the final. And honestly, I could see I I said it with Jake Hahn when we had Jake Hahn on game 1. I could see this team do something special. And as bad as it has looked at times in this series, they have still found a way to pull it out. So just imagine what can happen if this team puts it all together at the right moment, which would be game one. And they go on it. This team could go on a tear. They could. And honestly, the only team that I get scared of at that point is Colorado. That's it. So, Rangers in six. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving a prediction. I, I, if they don't, I, they I, don't. I mean, you can't be. Look, at the end of the day, this season has been. You can't be. You can't be disappointed. This has been a fantastic regular season. They go out here. They go out swinging, and it's a tough, a hard fought series. With what we saw out of the kids. What we've seen out of some of the kids on the defensive side, I mean, you can't, you can't, like it'll suck, but you can't go into this and be like, this was, a, this was terrible. You can't. Now, to get the barn doors blown off of them here, then you could just sit there and be like, holy crap. But I think that holy crap gets more directed at top six people. If it's a replay of the bubble, I'll be upset. Yeah, but I think that's where you sit there and you go, okay, red flags. 
now now this is an issue. But I, I just don't I don't see it happening. I don't. Because I think if if and maybe if Carolina would have mowed over the Bruins, maybe I'd I'd be a little more no, they, they look they looked vulnerable against Boston. Yeah. I mean every one of these teams has been vulnerable. I mean, Christ, the Rangers are the most vulnerable of them, but the Rangers have done something that no other team in NHL history ever could do. Yeah, they won five games in a playoff series. And they came from behind in all the games in elimination games. And this was the kids' first playoff battle, and they played like freaking veterans. So how could you be disappointed? Game one, Wednesday night. Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, Raleigh, North Kakalaki. Get some hush puppies and shut those bastards up. And, you know. Hush puppies are delicious. And for the love of God, please make Derek Stepan look stupid. Well, I mean, Derek Stepan is. Uh, Derek Stepan, he is not good. He is bad at Le Hockey. Yeah, but Derek Stepan, it's. it's, I don't care. I just. I would love to see D'Angelo get embarrassed just because I think D'Angelo's a. Whatever. I'm not even going to get into that, but D'Angelo, for a lot of reasons, I, I I think D'Angelo is prime. You saw him almost do it. You saw him almost snap. I think that's a guy that you could. I will. I will say the the probably the most the, sheet, the most intriguing part of this series, no matter what happens, is Georgie D'Angelo handshake line. <laughs> like that Could might you imagine? be. Imagine. Could you that imagine? Might, if that's like the first brawl in a playoff handshake line. Like that might be Fatso didn't shake my hand part two. It might. It might. So I I, I am genuinely curious about how that's gonna. But look, they got they got to stymie the offense coming from the defensive side. Jacob Slavin and Tony D'Angelo are racking up points. Um, they really got to worry about Andre Svechnikov. You know, Svechnikov had four four points in the series, three goals and an assist. You know, uh, Sebastian Ajo, two goals, three assists. Um, uh, but Andre Svechnikov, though, he's a playoff player. He is, but he's one of those guys that he's got a little Malkin in him. Yeah. So you got to get under his skin. You get under a guy like him, if you can get under a guy like him, if you can get under a guy like Tony D'Angelo, and you just you make them do something stupid, and you don't get burned by the bottom of that lineup. Yeah, for the love of God, please find Seth Jarvis. Yeah. And, and don't let Max Domi do shit. Yeah, who, you know. There you go. All right. Rangers in six. You are insanely optimistic. Tampa in seven. I think Tampa. I think Tampa in six. Calgary in six. Uh, Colorado. That's going to be an interesting one. Colorado, St. Louis could be. That's that's going to be one of those series. Can Colorado when they get punched? Do they jump back up? St. Louis in seven. 
I actually had Colorado going out in this round, according to my bracket. So I am going to say St. Louis in seven. Damn it! Now Colorado's going to win in five. My my bracket, my bracket. Actually, I wonder if I can pull it up real quick. Cause you did a bracket, I, too, didn't you? I did. I actually got six out of eight correct. At least teams moving forward. The only series game wise I got right was uh, uh, Minnesota St. Louis. I got I got Florida in six. Oh, I got that one right too. I got Florida in six. I did. I got Florida one. in six. I got Tampa over Toronto, but I had Tampa in five, so I really sold the Maple Leafs short. I had Tampa in <clears> six <throat> in that one. I had Boston in seven over Carolina, which probably should have happened. So I got that one wrong. I got Rangers yeah. in five, but well, that was a little foreshadowing because obviously I didn't realize that I I was picking how many games they had. So, you know, that was that was bad on my part. I had I thought Nashville would at least try to get one, so I had Colorado at five. Yeah, I had Colorado at five too. I thought Nashville would at least get I, one. I did. I had Minnesota in six and it was looking good until St. Louis was like, no 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 and reverse swept them. Um I had Calgary in five because why the hell should Dallas like I don't understand how that went seven still. And Jake Ottinger. Yeah, I had the toss-up. I had the Kings knocking the Oilers out. Yeah, I had L.A. in six. Which I think if the Oilers had a goal scorer, they probably do it. So I got, I got what, five of eight. Yeah, the only the only two series I got wrong, I had Boston in seven and, and uh, L.A. in six. So we are no, uh, we're no Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, but I'm closer. To, I'm closer to Wayne than you are. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah, but Wayne went perfect on all of it. Yeah, he's kind of great. I mean, he went perfect on freaking all of it. Literally all of it. I, I don't. How do you even do that? Well, you got to be the great one for for one thing. I just I, I don't understand it. All right. We're going to be back later this week to recap the opening games. And, uh, like I said, Rangers in six. Come at me, bro. I got got nothing else to say, but... What the hell was that? That was all Penguins fans crying. Flightless birds. Bunch of whiny ass bitches. Goodbye. Goodbye, Penguins Nation.